0: i'm chris and i'm dom and, and we got, got next. next thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the we got next podcast uh, for the listeners about the age of me and chris if you guys are ready to feel old uh i don't really care because i'm gonna tell you anyways pokemon is now 20 years old I right? it is barely younger than us <laughs> two years Two years younger. Uh, And in celebration of that, Nintendo is not holding back anything. You got a brand new Pokemon game coming out. uh, That's going to be like a Super Smash Bros. Tekken type of a fighting game. But you get to use your Pokemon. Uh, It looks like it's going to go through all the generations. Fan favorites. uh, Mewtwo. Mew, Pikachu, uh, Charizard. I don't know the new generation ones. Because they're stupid. I'll get into that in a second. But then they're also, what I'm more excited about, releasing a brand new 3DS. So the big ones, the extra large, uh, with the joysticks and the amiibo configuration with them. With Pokemon Red and Blue already on the DS. It's already downloaded into the hard drive, so as soon as you open it, you can play the classic Pokemon games. Uh, with that, they have some face plates that uh, are going to resemble the original cover art of Red and Blue, uh, so I am also pretty excited
1: about that one. Uh, Chris, what, what what's your uh, thoughts on this? I mean, Pokemon, for anybody who's like, I'm not to say anybody who's really game, like just casual gamers and just gamer, real gamers in general, I'm pretty sure like 90% of players have like played Pokemon. Yeah. At some point or another. It's been around for 20 years, you know? And that's one of the first games I ever had. I never had a Game Boy. Yeah. Game Boy Color. I actually had the Pokemon Edition when it was like blue and yellow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon yeah. Yellow. I never played it all on Game Boy Events. SP playing Pokemon Stadium and N sixty four. So I mean, like it, it's like a staple in the vegan community. I say like Pokemon are some of the most recognizable characters, alongside the likes of like Mario. You know, maybe like Kirby, Zelda. If you think about it, though, Nintendo has the
0: most recognizable, recognizable. characters. Uh, I mean, all the other franchises have their recognizables, but if there's somebody that's never touched a Playstation before they're not going to recognize Kratos, they're not going to recognize God, Tomb Raider well now Tomb Raider's made the jump over but there's like Crash Bandicoot they're not going to know who those guys are Yeah. but whether you have played on a Nintendo console or not You know Mario, you know Pikachu, you know Sonic, you know all of those characters. Uh, But Matt, I did have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, What was your
1: least favorite Pokemon game? My least favorite Pokemon game? Yeah. Um... I mean, they're all pretty much the same outside of the ones that are like you know. No, I don't mean. Offshoot. I
0: don't mean just. You know. Oh, okay. Just like, I mean, just in general. If it
1: has the Pokemon name, what was your least favorite? If I had to pick one, it'd probably be um Pokemon Snap. Okay. I mean, it was a cool game. It's a cool game for like kids, but it just kind of it's just boring, you know. Yeah. It was definitely like a little kid game. It was, you know, I feel like. A lot of the Pokemon games at this point, you know, they're released, what, yearly at least, at least one every single year or yeah. two every single year, because they release them in, you know, duels. But they're kind of like some of them just like money grabs, in my opinion. You know, it's the same recycled thing. I just feel like Pokemon Snap was a. For those who don't know, I, I believe it was on GameCube. I think it was on. No, 60- it was in sixty-four. It was, on, it was on GameCube too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, did make they, a sequel. Yeah, and it's just like, I like, to me, it was just like a money grab. It was just like, you know, oh, now you can take pictures of these Pokemon. And it, it just wasn't worth anything to me, personally. So that's my least favorite. What about you?
0: Um, See, I'm tied between uh, Pokemon Snap. I think everybody agrees that it was a good attempt. It, was, it wasn't a bad game. But it wasn't a good one, you know? Um, But to me, it's between that as well as uh, Hey You Pikachu. What's that? See, and I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Hey You Pikachu was the first time video games that I could recall tried to use microphones for in-game action so you could actually talk to your Pikachu and train it and not like train it for fighting but like you know you could give it commands and it would learn the commands and stuff like that um but the mic never worked I mean it worked like a quarter of the time so you don't know if the Pikachu's just not learning what you're saying or if your mic doesn't work Hmm. um and again, it was a great idea
1: that was just poorly executed, in my opinion. See, to me, games like that they just end up being. I want to keep saying money grabs. It's not only really money grabs, because they're not like they're pimping us out for Pokemon. I'm like, oh, buy this DLC expansion. They've never done anything like that, but it is like one of those yearly things. It's almost like Assassin's Creed, where it's like, okay, we got to put on a Pokemon game. Because they know there's money in it, so they're just like, oh, "I'll put out another one." Yeah, put out another one, you know. And yeah, there are updates, there are things they've added into Pokemon. But since like the original, there hasn't been very much change in the story and how you play it. You know, they've added in different Pokeballs. They've added new Pokemon types, they added new Pokemon in general. But they all generally follow the same archetypes. The characters normally the same. Yeah. You know, this changed the region.
0: Yeah, um, my and and see the, the reason I asked for your worst is because I was gonna ask which one did you enjoy the most? Again, any of them that have the Pokemon title doesn't matter if it's a traditional game. It doesn't matter if
1: it's an offshoot. Mine, mine's a tie. It's a tie between. You know, like, the original Pokemons, like... I red, about that, guys. Red, yellow... Yeah. You know, like, those ones, and Pokemon Stadium. Okay. Because, like, Pokemon Stadium, to me, is, like, probably one of, like, the best uses of the Pokemon franchise, and I really hope, like, you know, Nintendo, maybe a listening or something, maybe a rep, someone email them, they bring it back out, they re-release it. Because they have so many new po- new Pokemon, it was just, like, almost like a strategy game, you know... You picked your team. You went to battle with your friends, and I mean now you can have online, which is totally dope. Oh yeah, yeah, and there's, there's strategy to it. There's just depth and substance. You, you're you are the trainer. You're in these battle situations, and it's just it was just fun. Like it's just fun to play. Even me and you played it. Yeah. You know. Not too long ago. Either. Yeah. So, that's those are my two. Those are my favorites. What about you, man?
0: See, my favorite is uh, blue. Pokemon Blue. Mainly because you start off with Squirtle. Yeah. And that sets you up for the rest of the game. Yeah, Because the first gym you go to is Brock's. Having a water type means you win. And then that really catapults you throughout that story. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, one of the ones that I absolutely hated, I did not hate it because of the gameplay maybe it's just I'm too old for these new Pokemon but it was uh, Pokemon White uh, reason I say that I hated it is let, let's go over what I captured as a Pokemon okay I captured an ice cream cone that then evolved into an ice cream sundae <laughs> I captured a bag of trash that then evolved into a ripped bag of trash. Not like ripped as in muscular, like a genuine ripped bag. It was just a bigger bag with trash falling out of it. Um, Ooh, my favorite, a pair of gears. That's it.
1: You know my personal favorite from those? The keys.
0: Yes. Yeah uh there's the, the, I didn't catch the keys. I gave up before that because I think with the gears, when it evolved, a third gear was added. uh-oh um, I caught an ant eater that was only useful against ant Pokemon. like everything else, it was a normal battle, nothing special. When you faced off against the ant thing, you won uh which is cool except for that's one Pokemon out of the hundreds available um oh oh also caught a candle the reason that I was upset is because when it evolved it turned into a full fucking chandelier (laughs) (laughs) it didn't make like a subtle jump in between it it went straight chandelier um so maybe like I said, maybe I'm just too old. I don't think it's to see the creativity of it.
1: I just think they're just running out of shit to make Pokemon. Because I mean There's a sword in the newest uh, set. You can catch a sword. I mean like the original Pokemon, they were all based off of like, you know, real creatures, whether they be, you know, two mixed together or they just be like a straight animal that just add these special things to, Like, you know, squirtle, a squirrel, turtle, you know? They mix some stuff together. Charizard. You know, it's like a little salamander, a little fire lizard, you know? It mm-hmm. makes sense. Even the prehistoric Pokemon, like there's a Pterodactyl one. Like, they, they, they make sense. But these newer ones, they just, to me, they just cannot continue to keep on pumping out these games. And adding in these Pokemon, it just to me, just don't make sense. And I, and I agree with that. I
0: think there is a certain part of like certain responsibility that they're supposed to have um, that they don't use very very well at all um, and I think that there will be a time that it gets better but Who knows? Because they keep pumping these out, like you said, so often. And they add some new ones in and then don't uh, put other ones in. You know what I mean? And slowly transition between the... uh, Oh, how do they call them? Into the... One of the different regions. Yeah, each region has its own area. Or has its own set of Pokemon and... That's how they go between generations, too. You'll see some old generation with the new generation, and, you know, then they'll make the next one only using the newer generations. Uh, And I have nothing against that. Like I said, I love the attempts at something new, but do not sell me something that you know is stupid.
1: See, my thing is also that the reason why they've never released a full Pokemon game. Is because they there's no money in that. Like they, they release different regions in like, you know, a region section. So yeah. you know, this one, this one, this one, there's different Pokemon there. But they've never released a Pokemon game that encompassed more than one. Where you can travel between different regions and see different Pokemon. I mean, that's kind of the draw and allure of Pokemon Go. Cause you have any Pokemon you can find it out in the real world. It's almost like you're exploring the world is and that finding been released this Pokemon. Yet? I don't think it. I'm pretty sure it hasn't.
0: Okay, I haven't looked too much into that. If it has, I might. I might go get that. Um, but I would like to do a product review really fast. Um, I recently purchased a pair of Astro headsets, the A40s, from my Xbox One. Uh, We both had a chance to put them on. Uh, I will say when you first use them. Read the instructions because I was just dumb not paying attention. Also, guys, use or make sure that you update the game first. Don't, or not the game, update your controllers first so you can use them. But I will say that I mean, it's some of the most comfortable headsets that I've ever used before. Um, the sound quality was really good. Uh, only issue was it was on my Xbox, and all I have on it is Call of Duty, so I didn't really get to test it out in other things. But, I mean, to me, it
1: was really nice, man. What would you think? They were comfortable. I mean, they're... I don't want to sell them short, but also I don't want to, like, overhype them. Like, they're, they're headsets. Like, they're very good headsets, very solid. When I was playing with them, I, I'm a sweaty at Call of Duty, so I try really hard, and, like, I could hear everything, and... I will say they were very comfortable. I have a pair of Turtle Beaches at the house for PlayStation, and they're more comfortable than those are. The sound quality is really clean, crisp. I can hear everything. And, I mean, as far as, like, the overall design of them, like, even the, the volume, I like where the volume was at because you plug it into the controller, and it just, it worked very well. Even though I had a cord, it was clean, smooth, never had a problem with it.
0: Yeah. Um... See, I don't I don't know exactly what overall I'd be able to give them, but I would say that I was very very pleased with them as well though. How much did you spend on them? Um, those are $200 headphones. Mm-hmm. Um So just be careful
1: about, you know, make sure you got it before you you purchase them. See, that's one of those things where you're you're definitely paying for the quality of them. Absolutely, like you're you're getting what you're paying for. You're not you know receiving something less than it's straightforward. If you spend more money on the headset, the better the headset's gonna be. Of course, you can go into GameStop buy the one the single one that comes with PlayStation for like fifteen bucks. Yeah. Or you can buy a two hundred dollar headset, which is you're gonna hear everything.
0: And and it really is you're paying for what you get. Yeah. Uh, there is a pair of A50s those are $300 um, we are not sponsored by anybody so I did not buy those those,
1: those are wireless right the A50s are wireless right uh, I mean unless you have
0: an Xbox then it says wireless I mean the A40s say wireless but it plugs into the controller and then yeah you can walk anywhere with it because the controller is wireless <laughs> Um, but I would say that, I would say that it's definitely worth it. Um, it's, it's fun, it's new, at least to me, I like using it, so... Uh, I, I'd give them a pretty high one. I'd need to play some other games with it first. And then maybe... You know, I could give out a better... More encompassing review. But until that... Moment... I'm just not going to be able to do that. Um, the other thing... That... I definitely wanted to speak on... Is... The fact that with all these new games coming out and we've touched on it a little bit uh, actually we touched on it quite a bit with the virtual reality headset uh, something that I'm extremely cautious of is Call of Duty with that like do you think they would try to make Call of Duty with that headset.
1: Um yeah, but only to an extent. Like I can't see it going beyond, you know, like you just seeing through it. Like you could say, "Oh yeah, you turn your head and all that," but Call of Duty is it's a twitch shooter. You have to be able to move quickly. Yeah. And at that point, that raises the skill gap like Highly, I mean, even now, Call of Duty's basically like if your reaction time's better than someone else's, you don't know, don't know what they're doing. You're gonna you're gonna shit on them. But if you tell me now, I have to use my hands on the controller, know what I'm doing with that, as well as turn my head, look around to see where I'm shooting at and how I'm seeing. Yeah. And have to aim to with the right stick, as in like you know aiming the gun. You see what I'm saying? Like it becomes like a very steep, steep skill gap. And yeah, some people are going to excel at it, other people are just going to not be able to do it. And I feel like Call of Duty has gone so far away from the skill gap with how much they've dumbed stuff down that, you know, they'll do it. But more like aesthetically, like, you know, you can see through the virtual reality helmet, it's like, you know, surround sound. It's a nice headset. Everything looks crisp and clean, but not too far where it's like, okay, now I have to look around and, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, no, I completely understand that and the reason i asked is just because i definitely see that possibility of them really going far with it and trying to use the virtual reality headset for call of duty but i see them going in the wrong direction if that makes sense Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I just really have that feeling that they are going to thoroughly botch. Thoroughly botch it. And not want to admit that they did wrong. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, my, my thing about the virtual reality that I've been thinking about more is just that, like, with how... I forgot what it's called. No, you can, like, look online and you can use a thing where you can turn your phone and you can see inside a room. Yeah. I feel like that's going to really be the virtual reality's, like, shiny point. Like, maybe not with video games, like, right now. Because right now they're not going to have, you know, too many games. It ships with two. There's probably going to be, let's say, let's say ten by the end of the year. And maybe, like, four or five compatible ones that aren't really, like, you know, just straight virtual reality. But let's say, you know, the Denver Broncos have this new thing next year where it's like you can be at the game. That would be really cool. And, like, you can, like, wear your virtual reality headset and look around and see what's going on. Yeah. No, that would be actually really cool. That
0: would be something that I definitely would like to see happen. But, uh... I think it's going to depend on... I think the thing that, that that's going to slow that down is going to be the fact that people... It's, it's going to take away from actually going to the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want that to deter people actually
1: going. from actually going. But I see that happening. I don't see that happening. Because, I mean, like, even now, I can pay for, you know, Sunday pass and watch any game I want. True. So that's, that's a lure right there. I don't have to go out in the cold and watch the game. There's nothing that's going to be able to simulate you actually going to a game and game and actually being inside the stadium, hearing the rumble, feeling it, like, you know, being there. So even though like you said, there might be like a hundred people inside the city. Like here inside Kansas City, or where we live at Kansas, hundred people here maybe like, I don't wanna go to the game. I'm watching a virtual reality. There are still gonna be a hundred more people who want those tickets. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just I just think that, that would definitely make it to where you could see the price of tickets going down.
1: Yeah. I think the NFL is going keep, to keep... If that was the case, NFL would definitely keep tabs on that. And, you know... And they would definitely have a serious hand in it. Because they control a lot of things as is. And it's going to affect their revenues and possibly add in more. They're definitely going to be, you know, checking that out. Investigating it. Cause, I mean, I've already seen stuff with the, the Google Glass yeah. and NBA, like... Seeing inside the locker room, practice, watching you know guys go through that. There are uh, you know basketballs that utilize uh, cell phones that can track your shots made, missed. They use Google Glass stuff like that. So I mean, like the NBA is investigating that. I can see the NFL doing the same thing with this virtual reality.
0: Okay. See, and I and I had always you know kind of thought about oh well yeah you wouldn't have to go to the games and stuff if you know for playoff games with the you know, how denver i think today was 7 degrees or something i mean it was something frigid uh but i just think that with the live events i think it would work better with like ufc to where there's not a venue to watch that fight once a week type of a thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you gotta be in Vegas you gotta be in LA you gotta you gotta be at those major you know areas and with this you could you know still pay like pay per view price mm-hmm. but then there's like a not a ringside seat but still like a like a mm-hmm. good seat you got somebody with the camera on Uh or just like a bot, that way it's not really taking up a seat. You know. But I think it would work a lot better with that.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that too, like, you know, not even not only just sporting events, but like music, you know, if you want to go to a concert, I could definitely see concerts doing that. It'd be way easier with like a concert than it would be like a sporting event. Oh, absolutely. That's like the individual and the venue just having control of that. Like, oh, do I want to use this in my, you know, concert? People can look around, see stuff. Just things like that. Things of that nature. Like, I can see virtual reality taking off and becoming something more than just, you know, just like, just for video games. Oh, absolutely.
0: I think virtual reality will be the future of uh, just entertainment as a whole. Um, But... I think that.
1: I think it's gonna need some experimentation. Yeah. Um. Even though it didn't introduce him earlier, we have our good friend Ronnie Free is inside the house. What up? Uh, he's out here chilling with us today. Yeah, yeah. So, Ronnie, what have you been up to lately, man?
2: Man, I am getting ready for Japan uh, finishing up you know closing some loose ends uh, here and there uh, getting into my final week of work here in in the states and then leaving for Japan for 13 months uh, next week uh, I'm gonna do some recording before I leave just because I want to you get something down and leave it here for some of my fan base friends that I have. But other than that, I've just been working really. we playing any video games? Man, Dom was so gracious to uh, let me borrow his PS3 because you know my apartment is stripped down right now because uh, me and my roommates are, mo- are all moving out at the same time basically. I put my GTA. GTA A Five, mm-hmm. Just getting back into the story mode of that, you know, playing missions. And actually, I beat the game before, I just didn't notice some of the missions, I guess, because I was, you know, when you play a game, sometimes you just want to get through it, you don't really listen to anything. There's some stuff on there that's like, super fucked up. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. wow, why did I miss this? Like, in, uh, when Trevor the the country dude kidnaps this guy's wife and basically like pretends like he's best friends with her or something or he wants to marry. Her. I don't know what their what the relationship there is, but basically just kidnaps her and tries to make her a part of his family, which is kind of fucking fucked up. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean GTA five it where they follow in general always pushes the boundaries over like what we consider acceptable in a video game or not. But I will say, like, their stories within the games are very good. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Four was really good. Uh, San Andreas is, like, a fan favorite all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, the list goes on. And, like, with this one, they've added in so much stuff, like the online, which is groundbreaking to me. Like, I love it. I think yeah. it's so cool. And just, like, the overall aesthetic of the game, you're just driving around, <clears throat> You know, exploring the city, seeing different people. You can cause havoc, shoot people, or you can just enjoy the city. Go to the beach, yeah. take selfies, <laughs> like stuff Literally, like that. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: I, I've always told uh, my friends this that are always that are into you know first-person shooters and uh, you know games like GTA. It would be for me. It'd be. Super dope! If there was a company out there that decided to make a game like GTA, that um, use the entire United States, like you know, obviously nothing's gonna be named the same, um, but use the entire United States, or there would be they'd be like GTA, but instead of GTA One, GTA Two, it'd be like GTA New York, GTA Kansas, GTA you know what i mean stuff like that and i'm sure that they did that in in like you know liberty city and vice Mm -hmm. whatever that one was um but like i want it to be structurally accurate like can if they did kansas city all the kansas city stuff would like you know be there the the fucking royal stadium would be there you know but named differently i think that would
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure they could do that. I just think that would, that would be such a huge undertaking for any, like, studio. Because, I mean, that's, like, that's everything, you know? And there have been rumors about the next Grand Theft Auto game that is going to be the size of the U.S. map. Because they already have games that have done that on the XG. They have the, <clears throat> I think it's called The Club. And it's, like, a driving game, a racing game. And you can drive your cars basically anywhere in the U.S. Like, you're just driving and you use them like highways and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And I always wonder, like, can Grand Theft Auto do that? But they put so much detail into their game, I'm not sure if they can. Because they don't want to give it, like, a half-ass, you know, yeah. attempt. But if they did, I think that would be single-handedly probably one of the greatest games of all time, if not the greatest. Because, I mean, you can go anywhere in the United States. You have these, like, you know, accurate cities. It may not be, you know, every city. You can't maybe not be able to go to line Salina, Kansas. Yeah, but, yeah, but. Being able to go to Kansas City, then go to St. Louis or New York, yeah. you know, Albany, stuff like that. I think that would be really dope. Definitely. That's a crazy idea actually.
2: And like, even with racing games, I've never heard of that game, but yeah. I definitely play it if it I mean if you can drive anywhere. I also I just like when games are realistically not realistically accurate. I don't know how to put it in words, but like dying light. When it used the entire span of the day like you know night time to daytime and take you through the sunset and the sunrise and you know different aspects happen within those time frames i like games like that that are like yeah
1: yeah for sure sure so how would you feel about that dom if they had a grand theft auto game yep that the whole entire united states was used maybe not every single city so you, so can't, you mean six well Rumored to be six we don't know for sure
0: I guess I mean yeah, I guess I should watch the way I say yeah because
1: I mean like you can't go to stole Kansas inside of Greg that follow six <laughs> but not as well Stole needs some attention but like using major cities across the United States being able to travel between them you know do heists I'm priising I bring back heist with how much you know people really enjoy those how you how do you feel about a game like that do you think it's possible? I think it's
0: possible. I don't think it's... Probable? No, I, I think it's possible and probable. I'm not sure if it's time. If that makes sense. I think they need to make a Grand Theft Auto in like Chicago. They need to make a Grand Theft Auto in... Other cities to get more of the country
1: on board to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, I was thinking more along the lines of let's say you have Grand Theft Auto 6, right? And you can have the main story of it, which is available at purchase, you get that. Then over the following months, as they update Grand Theft Auto online, because I'm positive GTA Online is going to come back next game. Positive. Yeah. They add in different city DLCs. So maybe you don't get everywhere, you know, in the continental U.S., but if you get, you know, a city like Houston, and okay. you, then you get, like, the next one you get, like, Chicago, maybe you get, like, New York, then you get, you know, uh, what, San Andreas. You can get, like, Detroit or something like that. You get different cities you can travel between and complete new heists. And each city has, like, a different feel. Because the feel between, you know, like, Liberty City and Vice City and the feel between San Andreas, you know, Los Santos, it's just, like, it's different. Each different GTA game in the cities just have a different feel. And I feel like if they did that, that would probably be, like I told Ryan, it would probably be one of the greatest games ever. I'd agree with that.
0: I definitely would.
2: Do you think they would do? You guys are talking about virtual. Do you think they would do GTA with virtual? Yeah. Absolutely. They I already mean, have it at
0: first. They
1: already have first person mode. So
2: I mean, that's that's. I feel like that'd be crazy. Cause I mean, when you guys are talking about uh, the Call of Duty stuff, um, uh, there is a three D, like a virtual reality platform where you can like you can walk on it. I mean, you, you, you're you strapped into this thing and you push your weight forward and you you walk and you have your gun at your hand and, and then you have the glasses or whatever, um, helmet, whatever. And it's like that, but I, I agree that people are, you know, not going to be as interested having to do a lot more, having to interact a lot more with your body because, you know, p- part of the joys of gaming is that, uh, f- at least for Xbox and, anything except for we is that you can just sit on your ass it's just, just use your hands and you know just relax and play video games until you, you rage about something but if you're gonna have to like you know look around and stuff like that I can see when people why like people would kind of throw it off or shrug it off the shoulders and not really be invested in something like that I mean I, I, I can definitely see an older
1: Call of Duty, like let's say the next Call of Duty is set, you know, in World War, you know, two or something like that. But these newer ones, there's just so much movement. It's so fast-paced. I mean, you got these jet, you know, thrusters. You have the different specialists, and to ask somebody to run and move and do all that stuff is just kind of. I can see people, the hardcore Call of Duty fans, want to do. Like, I would love to do, try something like that, but I couldn't see myself playing it consistently, you know, mm. like, I would consider myself kind of a hardcore Call of Duty player, but also at the same time, I'm pretty casual when it compares to, like, a pro, because they play you know, eight hours a day. They practice, they scrimmage. They do everything. So, I mean, I couldn't see, you know, a 12-year-old kid, or let's say 15, because 12 year probably should have Call of Duty anyways. Picking up Call of Duty... You know, and having this virtual reality thing, even if their parents had the money, and playing that all the time. But granted, that Auto, I could definitely see that happening. Like, I could see myself playing that. That would be fun, yeah. you know, being able to experience the city firsthand, first-person, virtual reality style. That'd be crazy. I mean, I would do
0: that. I mean, yeah. Like you, like you were saying, man, kids like that should not be playing Call of Duty. They're going to. And I still think that's kind of messed up. But... uh, I just think that... It comes down to... uh, It comes down to teaching them that... This is fake. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that doesn't really come across like it should. And a lot of parents are just okay with, oh yeah, no, my kid just shot a guy in the face. No, that's kind of weird to still think about. Like, your kid just played a game where he shot somebody in the face.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to be honest about it, with the progression of these consoles... How do you think the next generation of consoles... I mean, even though we just got these ones, what, two years ago? Yep. How do you think the next generation of consoles are going to progress? Because, I mean, you think about the PlayStation 3, right? You When you first got it, you were like, all these graphics are amazing. They're crazy. And at the end of the PlayStation 3's life, you had Grand Theft Auto V come out. You had The Last of Us come out. where We are just like, wow, these games are beautiful. They're amazing. Yeah. And this this... Generation has just come out it's, it's barely new still people still call it the new generation next gen or whatever so like do you think virtual reality is going to become a staple do you think they'll go back to 3D cause I mean there were consoles that were considering doing like straight up 3D there were consoles that were considering just doing all you know motion controls outside of the Wii I mean I, the Kinect was supposed to be the biggest thing yeah So do you think that's going to continue? I think it is. Not
0: maybe with the motion control, but I think that's, we're seeing that next step with just virtual reality. Like we're we're getting to the point where uh, we're getting to that point of all right, what else can we do? Type of a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's cool, but at the same time, I think that we're pushing it a lot. And I think we're going to start to get to that point here really soon of Have we gone too far?
1: You know what I mean. Yeah, I mean when you have these um companies that continually release games, you know, like the Assassin's Creed games, you get you run into that situation where they're like, you know, it's the same thing over and over again, and you get companies that want to try something new, and our games are gonna push the envelope. You know, games like a crap, what was it called? We talked about our most controversial game. Not, not Bravely Play, but the other one. Uh, Manhunt. Like yeah. Games like Manhunt. First of its kind. Probably gonna be the last of its kind. Or the one game that came out on Steam. I think it was called Hatred. You know, where it basically it's just like, oh, you just go around shooting people. Games like Postal. You get games like that because people get so tired of the mundane, you know, cookie cutter. Okay, same adventure game. It's Far Cry Prime. It was basically Far Cry 3 again. Yeah. You know, so they, you know, want to push the envelope. They want to try and change things. And I feel like that's where we reach the point where it's like, we've gone too far. It's just too much. You know?
0: I definitely agree with that. I just think that, for the most part, game. Game developers aren't going to see it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's worked. So why now make something that you know isn't going to work basically that's just to me what it comes down to they're going to look at it as it's worked for us in the past why change it now
1: true i mean with the with these video games to me it's just it's just for fun i mean to me it's not my company i can't i couldn't say all i want is like i could do this different i want this different i want this and this but i can't control anything and you gotta take everything with a grain of salt kind of oh yeah you gotta understand that like these companies are gonna do whatever's gonna make them the most money if the shock values will get them the money if the virtual reality is the wave it's just gonna be that you know virtual reality is going to be what people are going to buy and they're going to start churning out virtual reality games, good and bad. If you know violent games still are, you know, what people want to play, you're going to get a bunch of them. You're going to get a bunch more. Yeah, very true. And the fan base is only going to get younger as we grow older. It's because I know in 10 years from now, if I have kids, you know, my kids are going to be playing something. I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Why would you want to play that? I don't want my kids playing this. I want my kids playing that. But I think that back when I was a kid, my mom was saying the same thing. She's like, "Why, why would he want to play this?" Yeah, you know, that that's pretty true too. I mean, that's just the beauty of art and just video games in general, in my opinion. Oh yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Um. So something that we haven't talked about lately is the updates to the sporting. Video game
1: world, bruh. Bruh. Can I get on two K's head real fast? That's that's why I brought it up. Man, if y'all don't get y'all Oh my goodness. Stop giving everybody a fucking diamond card. Like <laughs> if y'all no one's if you guys have not played two K sixteen, they got rid of the Emerald tier and the Onyx tier, pink diamonds. Now there are bronze, silver and gold. There's amethyst, and then there are diamond cards. Diamond cards are the highest rated, they are the best cards. And like Jordan. Basically ninety nine. Yeah, like Larry Bird, Jordan, the throwback LeBron James, throwback Kobe. Like those guys who were like top tier, top fifty players of all time. Which is good. I like that. I like that idea, 2K. Beautiful idea. Smart. You're smart, right? Then they add in Moments cards, which are like, you know, a player has a big game, you maybe bump him up a few points, you know, bump up his overall, make him better, give him better stats for that night. Good. You're smart. You know, you're being loyal, 2K. We enjoy it. We like it. And for a while, 2K wasn't even releasing Moments cards. At first, they gave us some really crappy ones that no one wanted. They gave us, like, Silver Moments cards, some very low-rated gold cards. And they, weren't, they were worth, you know, some coin based off the fact they were rare, not the fact they were good. True. But now they've been releasing these Diamond Throwback Thursday Moments cards for players that don't deserve them. Like, you know, and I understand their performance that night was amazing. Like, Kyrie Irving has one. Yeah. For a 53-point game he had last season. Which is cool. Like, he should have a moments card for that, you know, game. But he's a 97 overall card. The only 99 inside the game is Jordan. So let that sink in for a second. There's only 199. He's two points below the best card inside the game. With stats that match it. Like, his stats are crazy. And they have a diamond Kevin Love. There's a diamond Jamal Crawford. There's a diamond J.R. Smith. There's a Diamond Luis Scola. I think that's just what needs to set in right now. Like, Diamond Luis Scola. And, like, those ones were throwback Thursday cards. Those were, like, the first ones we heard about. We were like, oh, okay, whatever. We just have to accept that. But now they're giving away these, just basically throwing out these moment cards. Like, they have a Diamond Jimmy Butler for his game, his 53-point game he had the other night, which, again, he probably deserves an amethyst. He deserves, you know, some recognition, but a diamond card? They have a diamond John Wall. I feel like it's game-breaking. You know, it's, like, pointless to have all these diamonds coming out for one specific game, and you have already have dynamic cards that change, you know, when they're supposed to have big games. So what's the point of having these crazy diamonds that go for, you know, crazy amounts like the diamond Kyrie Irving went for 7 million MTs? And for those of you guys who have never played 2K, getting a million MT is a lot. Like, if you have 1.5 million MT, you can basically buy almost any card in the game except for like you know diamond cards. Yeah. The diamond Kyrie Irving went for 7.6 million. Like, let that sink in. No one. That not only is the card rare, it's so expensive. You're probably never going to get it so what's the point of putting in a card that crazy that you can't earn only way you can get it is like buying packs spending money or buying it buying mt which if you do the math 7 million mt a million mt is 219 dollars from gold so 5 million mt is a thousand dollars you're spending over a thousand dollars for one card that's pretty ridiculous. Like it's it's just so it's so crazy to me. Like it's so ridiculous. And I know people spend money on man. You can argue like, oh yeah, man, they spend you know hundreds of dollars on Bo Jackson and stuff. Hundreds. We're talking about thousands. True. For a singular card that you can't earn. And it just it just blows my mind. They're all they're all game breaking. They're all stupid. I just don't I just don't get it. I just don't. Congratulations, two K. You played yourself. You just, you just ruined it. You fucked it all up. And as you continue to release more and more of them, you're only going to make the game worse. It was bad enough with pink diamonds. You gave them away with locker codes. At least I had a chance of getting them. Now you're expecting me to spend a ton of money on the game to just get this one card. It, I just... Oh, my goodness. I just can't handle myself with that. But that's how I feel about 2K right now. Uh... And see, my my only gripes
0: were going to be about uh, Madden. And not that they've done anything wrong. It's they have not realized the fact that it's playoff time. We need... We need the 99s. You know what I mean? Like, it's getting to the point where... Go ahead and release those... Those true top-tier players. Right now, they're releasing us some garbage dudes... That... Trust me... Nobody cares about. Uh... The only card they've released lately that's been any good... Has been... Uh... God, I can't think of his name right offhand was Charles Woodson and like I said, he's he's nice. Don't get me wrong. He's he's dope but I'm not I don't have I think he's going for one point. No, one is too short. 2.5 million coins. And I mean, it's basically the same math that Chris was using just a second ago on 2K buying coins. You can do it, it's possible. But it's like a at what cost? Yeah. And to me, it's way too expensive for those people. To I mean, me, it's just pointless.
1: Especially when there's no way to earn
0: them, you know? Well, you can... Okay. With with Charles Woodson... Uh, let me at least say that you can somewhat earn him. Uh, and by somewhat, I, s- I mean... You can kill time basically mm-hmm. and pull some stuff out of some packs uh and you can earn him that way uh the only issue again that i have with it is one of his cards if you can't pull it is another 350000 just to get one player. And you can't pull his card out of packs. You can't you can't just sit back and you know oh well I'll get this dude now or this guy now. You're not, because the
1: game hates everybody. <laughs> I mean, these games, are they're money grabs. They're, they're designed to make money for the company, so I, I, I respect that. I respect that 110%, but, I mean, with when, when Madden, it's a little different because they have collectibles, but I feel like 2K needs Two 2K needs collectibles. Yeah, Because, I, I mean, like, you know, my biggest gripe is that the collector reward cards... They're decent, don't get me wrong, but then it's just like they're not really worth anything. You can't sell them on the auction house, and nothing you really do with them after you get them. Especially like you know, I'm in the road to the playoffs right now, and I'm in the second seed. So I just got Rip Hamilton and Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes is a good power forward, very solid. He's an 89 overall, but he is not in my play style, nor is he like. Really good comparatively speaking to like a like right now. I'm starting dynamic Draymond Green who can shoot threes and do basically everything else the same. Yeah, so they're both on overalls, but one is better than the other. So I'm not going to use the other one. So I can't quick sell him, I can't do anything with him. But if they had a collectible or had you know a, a collection he went into that you know gave me something out of it, something better, then you know he'd be worth more. Oh, yeah. I mean, even these diamond cards, like, I wouldn't have a problem if they had, you know, collectibles. You know, a diamond collectible, like, oh, if you... And I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, if let's say you want diamond Kyrie Irving. You can either buy him off the auction house, uh, pull packs until you get him, or they have a specific set of challenges in order to earn him. And the challenges could be, oh, you got to score 53 points in the game. You got to hit this certain amount of threes without missing. And each time you complete the challenges, in-game, you, you know, get the diamond upgrade collectible. And then once you get all of them put them inside a the collection, you get diamond Kyrie Irving. You can make them as difficult as you want. You can make them to where, like, you have to go into the challenge section in 2K. but you end up playing as people inside a road to the playoffs. So, you know, they're going to be trying. Obviously, so you're not gonna get an easy win because I mean, right now, some of the challenges in 2K they're just like, you know, oh, you gotta play with an all silver team, and you go into the challenge section to play it, and nobody's playing it. So, people are just getting smart and asking their friends to hit the button at the same time as them, and they play each other. One person rage quits, they get the win, they get the MT, and they do it again. The other person rage quits, and they get the MT, like it's just fun, they're boosting, yeah. So I mean there are ways around it, there are ways to fix it. And I feel like with Madden they have the collectibles which works fine. It's alright, you know, you can pull past, get these random collectibles. They go for stuff on the auction house. Like like you said, one's three hundred K. I'm pretty sure a diamond upgrade card would go for at least five hundred K MT. I just I just don't know why. They don't listen to the community more. And, you know, right before they started releasing these cards, the 2K community was upset because they had the Moments cards, but they weren't releasing any content that was worthwhile. But now they're releasing so much content that is ridiculous. And then also behind that is, like, it just shows us how little effort they show because they could have they been releasing new cards every single day. <clears throat> True. Because they release a new card basically every single day this week. They could have been doing that, but they don't do it. And it just to me it just shows lack of effort, and it just shows how much it is a business. It's not about the fan service; it's about them making money. I'd agree with that.
0: Um, but yeah. So you have you got Charles Woodson. You also have. Um, for some reason, and I wish that I could explain it, Vincent Jackson. <laughs> um, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not garbage. But I'm not going to say that he's good either. Um, because then I'd be lying to you guys. And I'm trying not to do that. I enjoy having these listeners. I enjoy having you guys tune in every week. Um, so I'm not just going to sit here and lie to you and be like oh no he's he was so good and he was just like he deserves his card no not as a legend like like they still haven't even released um, like they just gave Heinz Ward a legend not too long ago and that makes sense. Heinz Ward was the best blocking wide receiver to ever play the game, in a lot of people's opinions. Uh, I just, I just find it really funny the way that they try to decide who is a legend, who's not a legend, who deserves a, a diamond, who doesn't. You know, all that sort of stuff. I find it really really funny and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I wish
1: that it did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it kinda of goes also with the situation of I mean Madden is a little bit better with the players they have. But um I know two K people want certain players to be inside the game who aren't, you know. People want Gilbert Arenas. People want Rasheed Wallace. People want uh, Charles Barkley. Charles would be nice. Yeah, and he's been inside 2K before. They just now got Kareem back. He was in 2K, what, 2K11? Yep. Charles Barkley was in 2K, either 2K11 or 2K12. Whichever, it was 2K12, because that was the year that went to the Olympics, and then they had the Dream Team one. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they've been inside the game before. It's just them putting in the effort and paying the players what they deserve, you know, or what they're asking for to get them inside of the game. They don't want to pay people. And that, that's just the issue with 2K. That's probably the issue with a lot of the Madden things. we are like, oh, they do not getting a Legend card. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, there are guys I could, I could think of off the top of my head is just like, yeah, they can have a card in this game, but they're not going to put them in there.
0: That's pretty true. But, uh, it's about that time, so I definitely want to thank Ronnie Frias for coming in today.
2: No problem, man. It's always a pleasure.
0: Uh, and we'll definitely, you know, keep in touch, and while you're in Japan, maybe have you call in or something, man, and still keep you a part of this community, as always. Uh... But I think we should go ahead and end this, man. All right, man. So I'm Dom. And I'm Chris. And we We got got next. next.